Hello, good morning. This is Rick Pina, and I'm bringing you today's word for October 26, 2022. So what I do on a daily basis, if you're new here, is uh, I've been doing this for 25 years. Not, not the video portion, but the video portion is about 12 or 13 years old. But I've been sharing today's word since December 1997. So the Lord gives me, gives me a word every morning, and then whatever he gives me, I share with you. And, uh, and it's a blessing. And, and God and I, me and God, God and me, we've been doing this thing now for 25 years. And, and uh, it's such a blessing. And it blesses me, obviously. And then I get to be a blessing to other people. And so right now I'm teaching a series entitled Pursuing Grace-Based Success. And this is part 28. So what I normally do every morning is I get up and uh, I seek God, like even while I'm in the bed, before I even get out of the bed, I'm just meditating on God, what do you want to say? I know I'm in a series. I'm teaching a series. So God, what do you want to say? But this weekend I'm preaching in Colleen, Texas. Uh, and uh, next week I'm, I'm preaching in Augusta, Georgia. And so um, the way that God works with me, because I'm always like, you know, just receiving and releasing, just receiving and releasing. I'm not one of those people that are like preparing like a month in advance or two months in advance or have their sermons all laid out. That's not how, uh, that's not how God deals with me. He gives me, and then, you know, I have to get it. Whenever he's transmitting, I need to document it and receive it. Cause you know that when God is speaking, you need to write it down. Sometimes you miss it. So this morning as I got up and I wanted to think about this message, God started to give me a download for what I'm going to preach on Friday night. I'm like, oh man, this is good. So I'm capturing everything that God gave me. But then I'm like, hey, God, I still got to deal with today's word for this morning. And he kept speaking to me about Friday. And I was like, okay, cool. That's cool. But you know, whenever you're ready, we need to talk about today. So then he gave me the message for today. And now I'm ready to release it. Y'all ready? So let's get ready to receive. And I share that with you because we got to learn how to be sensitive to the Holy Spirit. Put this in the chat. Say, I discern the voice of God. You got to speak that out loud. I discern the voice of God. I listen to the voice of the Holy Spirit. The, Jesus said, my sheep hear my voice and the voice of a stranger they will not follow. As a believer, you could, be, you could live a great life by just reading the Bible and doing what the Bible says. The Bible is what God said, past tense. But if you want to maximize your purpose and potential, you are going to have to listen to the voice of the Holy Spirit and do what God is saying. So God, while you're reading what he said in the Bible, he will tell you, you need to be listening to what he's saying based on what he said. You got it? So living by what he said is great. Living by what he is saying is even better. All right. So this is uh, Pursuing Grace-Based Success, part 28. And the title of today's message is Wanting to, Wanting to Succeed and being driven by purpose versus need. So he gave me basically two things this morning. Um, wanting to succeed, say this, put it in the chat. I really want it. I want to, I want to succeed. And then I'm going to deal with being driven by purpose instead of being driven by need. Uh, so let's get ready for the word this morning. Open up your heart to receive. All right, so let's get into the word for this morning. People are putting in the chat, I really want it. I want to succeed. Um, I really want it, you know, that kind of thing. And that's great. And I'm glad that you're saying that. You're going to be led by the voice of God. But we're going to see in the text today that there was somebody that Jesus had to ask, like, do you really want it? Because there's some people that say they want to be a success. Like I told you, I've never met anyone that, that wants to fail. 
But but there are people that say they want to be a success, but they don't really want to do it. They don't they don't want to put it in the work, and all they have is a bunch of excuses. So we're gonna deal with that today. Let's get through our foundational scriptures. Ephesians chapter two, verses eight through ten. Uh, the Bible says, "I mean that you have been saved by grace. All you did was believe. You didn't save yourself. It was a gift from God. Now, so you're not saved by the things that you've done. You have nothing to boast about. Now, in Christ Jesus, verse ten says, God made you a new creation so that you could spend the remainder of your days." doing the good works that God had before ordained for you to do. So say this, I have work to do. I have work to do and you have work to do and we need to get to work and stop making excuses. Uh, in 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verses 30 and 31, the Bible says, God has united you with Christ Jesus. Now for our benefit, now that I'm united with Christ Jesus, for our benefit, God made him Christ Jesus to become wisdom itself. And he made us right with him because of Jesus. So say this, say I'm the righteousness of God. So I have access to wisdom. I'm also righteous. And the text says, in addition to all of that, he made me pure. He made me holy. He freed me from sin. All of that was because of Jesus. None of that is because of me. Verse 31 says, therefore, you have nothing to boast about. If you're going to boast, your boast needs to be in the Lord. It's about him. Say, it's all about him. It's not about me. Second Timothy 1 and 9 says, God saved us and called us with a holy calling, not according to our own works, but according to his own purpose and grace. So God gave me the purpose and the grace for the purpose. God gave me the assignment and the grace for the assignment. He gave me both in Christ Jesus. He gave me both in Christ Jesus before the beginning of time. Say this, I'm not a mistake, all right? So now that uh, uh, you, we got through the foundational scriptures, in this series, I've been teaching you about purpose, 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 your divine purpose. Uh, say this, say, I find it, follow it, and finish it. That's my declaration. I will find it, I will follow it, I will finish it before I die. That's how God spells success. Success in God's eyes is spelled P-U-R-P-O-S-E, purpose. So I'm, I'm driving home the fact that you have to be purpose-driven. And so Jesus was purpose-driven in all things. And if you read uh, John chapter 5, verses 19 and 30, John chapter 8, verses 26, 27, and 28, John chapter 8 and verse 30, John 14 and 10, all of this, Jesus kept saying, I only do what I see my father do. I only say what I hear my father say. He said, the son can do nothing without the father. He says, I make decisions, I make judgments, and my judgments are just because I'm not the one that's making the judgments. The reason why my decisions are always good decisions, because I'm not the one that's deciding. I'm only saying what I'm, I'm only transmitting what I'm receiving. I'm only doing what I'm seeing. The son can do nothing without the father. If you see me, you've seen the father. Me and the father are one. The words that I speak, they're not my words. The father gives me the words. The work that I do is not my work. The father gives me the work. So it's all about him. So he was led by the father in all things. Jesus was purpose-driven all the time. So in John chapter five, I was led to go to John chapter five today. Jesus, I was listening to some guy on YouTube the other day and he mentioned this, this story. And I was like, you know what? I should teach on that in this series. And now I'm doing it. And so, and thankfully God gave me the download. Jesus entered Jerusalem, John chapter five, through the sheep gate. And he visited the pool of Bethesda. This is a pool with five covered porches. And the Bible says crowds of sick people blind, lame, or paralyzed were there laying on the porches. Say crowds. I'm talking about crowds of sick people. The Bible says that there were sick people everywhere. There were crowds of sick people, blind, lame, paralyzed, laying on the porches. Why were they laying there? Well, there was a pool there. And what was happening was some way, somehow, God would stir up the waters of the pool. And then when the waters got stirred up, whoever got in the water first got healed. 
Number two would not get healed. Only number one got healed. And so Jesus has all of these sick people there and Jesus was drawn to one man, say one man, because he was purpose-driven. He only did what he was led by the father to do. He walks up to one man. This man had been paralyzed or sick for 38 years. And then Jesus healed this man. And then after he healed this one man with all these sick people, he healed one man and then he walked away. That's it. He healed one man and he, wait a minute, Jesus, there's more sick people. Yeah, yeah, but I only do what I see my father do. I only say what I hear my father say. But Jesus, there's a lot of need here. There's a lot of sick people here. What? Listen, I only do what I see my father do. I only say what I'm led by the father to say. Jesus was successful because he was led by purpose. He was driven by purpose. He was not driven by need. What does this mean for you today? I have two things to share with you in this morning, just two things. But these two things are major as it relates to walking with God. You ready? ready? Let's get into these two things. I need you to to be locked in. Here's number one. You have to want to be successful. Say, I want it. You have to really want it. You must truly want to be a success in God's eyes. You must truly want everything that God wants for you. You want to believe what God believes about you. You want to want. Listen, all I want is what God wants. I don't want anything else than what God wants. I don't want any more than what God wants, but I don't want any less than what God wants. If God wants it for me, then I want it. If God made plans for me to have it, then I have. I want to have it. I want to walk in in the fullness, in the max extent of my divine assignment. Some people say they want to be successful, but they really don't want it. They're going through the motions, but they don't really want to change. The man in John chapter five, he was at a place where people were getting healed. He's at, there's sick people everywhere and there's this pool. And there's this pool there and people are getting healed right in front of him. Every time the water was stirred up, every time the water was stirred up, whoever got in the water first, boom, got healed. And this man had been sick for 38 years and he never got healed. He was there. He was acting like he wanted it. But but see, some people, they just put up a facade. Some people just, they're faking the funk. They don't really want it. They act like they want to be successful. But when you call them on it, I don't know how many people come to Isabella and I, they say, oh, I want to do this. I want to do that. And then when we say, okay, cool, we lay out a plan. Well, this is what you need to do. And they go, "Mm." yeah, see, you don't really want it. What you you want is to act like you want it. What you want is to act like you want it, but you don't want to do nothing about it. You just want to have a whole bunch of excuses. This man was there with all these other sick people and he was acting like, oh, I really want to get better. But, but, But come on now, 38 years you there? This man had become comfortable in his infirmity. There are people... Here's the problem. I, I've been preaching for a long time. I've been ministering to people for a long time. There's some people that are comfortable in their issue. They, they get so comfortable with their mess that they don't know how to live outside of that mess. There's some people that are always angry. There's some people that are always bitter. There are there's some people that are always complaining about other people. And you, and you say, well, why are you not happy? I'm just not happy. Okay, well, dog, I, uh, God wants you to be happy. And they say, I want to be happy. They, they don't want to be happy because they don't know how to be happy. They don't, they don't, they don't really want to get out of their situation. When you offer them something different, then they don't know how to be comfortable with that. Why? Because for you to change, you can't change without changing. You can't grow without changing. If you want to be a success, you got to move forward. This year I've been teaching about progress. Say progress. Proverbs 4, uh, 4 uh, and 12 Uh, 14 to 12 says, my progress will have no limits. And we've been declaring this all year. My progress will have no limits. But for you to have progress, for you to actually execute progress, look at me, you are going to have to develop a level of disdain for your current situation. Like for you to move forward, you got to not want to be where you're at. 
And some people say that they want to move forward, but they're comfortable where they are. And if you are comfortable where you are, you will never move forward. It is dangerous to get comfortable with mediocrity. It is dangerous. There are some people that are so comfortable with, with just going through the motions that when you give them the opportunity, they don't take it because the opportunity smells like work. And, and all they want to do is make excuses. Jesus walked up to this man. Jesus was led by the Holy Ghost to come to this man. Sick people everywhere. Jesus was drawn to this one man and he walks up to the man and says this. He asked him a question. Crazy question, Jesus. The man said, it's the standard there. Jesus walks up and says, do you even want to get better? Think about that. Jesus had to ask the dude, do you even want to get better? Like, Do you want to be well? And, and so, so the man says, oh, well, 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 Mr. Jesus, see, 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 there's no one here to help me. <laughs> there's no one here to help me to get in the water. When, when the water starts moving, I, 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 I try to be the first one to get in the water. But, but, but when I try, somebody else keeps beating me to the water and they get there before I can get there. And, and, and nobody's here to help me. And I want to get better. But, but, but you know, Jesus is like, come on, dude, for real? Is that what we're doing here? He was saying, nobody's helping me. You know what he was saying? It's other people's fault. And that's how it is. Like, you know, you 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 talk to somebody, you you want to be a blessing to them. You, you start talking to them about how to move forward. And you know what they do? They're always oh, other people's fault. It always has to be other people. Nobody's helping me. Now, I don't have the help. I don't have what I need. I don't have this. You know, I, if I had the help, I would be better. If, if somebody helped me, I would get there. The other people, they keep beating me to it. It's like they don't even want me to get it better. I've been here. You know, I try to go. You know, I try to get it, but people keep taking my blessing. It's other people. Come on now. For real? This series is about success. If you want to be a success, you got to go be a success. You can't be making excuses. You know what Jesus did? I, I wish I was there. That would have been so funny. Jesus listened to the dude with all of this mess, and he didn't even address it. Jesus, I could see like Jesus rolling his eyes, saying, I know this dude ain't sitting here saying all that. The next thing Jesus said after the dude made all these excuses Jesus just said, man, get up, pick up your mat and walk away. That's it. And the man immediately <laughs> got better. He picked up his mat and he walked away. Jesus is like, listen, if, you're, if you ever want to leave here, you're going to have to pick up the stuff that's been carrying you. You got to stop making excuses. Just get up and go. No more excuses. And the guy picked up his stuff and he left. Listen, if you want to be a success, and I'm teaching about success, if you want to be a success God's way, you're going to have to stop making excuses. Oh, Brother Pena, but you just don't know. Like, you know, if I have what you have, if I have, you know, stop, dude, stop. Just stop. Stop. Pick up your bed and walk. If you, if you listen, there, there has to come a time where you have to develop a level of disdain for where you are. If you want to move forward, you got to stop making excuses. You got to stop being comfortable in your current situation. And you're going to have to pick up your bed and go. And if you don't, then don't come to me. Like, 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 you know, I'm sorry, but it comes time where you don't have time to keep nursing and rehearsing people in their mess. There's some people that just don't like, they don't know how to get better. They don't want to get better. And then they keep acting like they want to get better. They keep coming to you. And what they're doing is they're wasting your time and they're draining your energy. As a believer, you pour into them, you, but you're going to have to tell them the truth at some point. If you want to get better, get up and go and stop making excuses and the church said amen. Say amen to that. All right, number two. Now let me talk about Jesus. So on the other side of this, if you want to be a success with God, you got to be driven by purpose and not driven by need. Put this in the chat. Say, I am driven by purpose 
and not driven by need. Oh, this, this point is a really good point too. So God is driving us to the place, you and I, together. We're, we're together on this, right? God is driving us to the place where you and I, we're going to be driven by purpose. We're not driven by need. If you're driven by need and not by purpose, it's going to be difficult for you to put God first. And here's what's more, what was more dangerous. If you're driven by need instead of driv driven by purpose, then you are susceptible to Satan. Satan can manipulate you, right? So I'm going to explain. Uh, when you're focused on need, the people that are like need-driven, they're, they're, oh, instead of believing God, hey, this is what God said, they're always like, well, what do I need to get this? What do I need? And then they're focused on their needs. They're focused on needs. Of, they're always need-focused instead of purpose-focused. If you're focused on need, then the only thing on your mind is you and what you need. And living this way, it makes you too selfish to hear from God. When people say, oh, I only want enough for me and my family. That's all I, I look, I'm just trying to make ends meet. You know, I ain't trying to, like all these people, this prosperity stuff, I ain't trying to do all that. I just need enough for me. I'm just going to, you know, make it to heaven. We're just going to barely get by. Well, then if you live that way, you're not going to make the impact in this world that you're called to make, right? Because you're too focused on yourself. You're focused on need. You're not focused on purpose. When, when you're living purpose-driven, then you're going to do whatever God calls you to do. And whatever God calls you to do is going to be always focused on other people. God is always focused on other people. He's not focused on himself. And so as a believer, God will bless you to the point where you're not focused on you. You have more than enough for you. You're not focused on other people. I get up every morning thinking about you. I get up every morning thinking about God, what do you want me to say? Uh, you know, what do you want me to preach Friday? What do you want me to say this morning? What do you want me to preach this week? What do you want? Why? Because I'm good. Like I'm not worried about me at all. Like I'm good. Say, say this, put this in the chat. Say, I'm good. Say, God takes care of me. If I'm focused on other people, I'm not worried about me. God, God takes care of me. Needy people are quick to point out what they can't do, what they can't do because what they're facing. Oh, you don't understand the situation. I mean, you don't understand. Well, see, you're good because you and your husband, y'all have that. But you don't understand the situation I'm in. Well, see, the way my money's set up, you see, the way the economy is right now, you see, the way inflation is working right now. Now, stop, man, stop. These are, these are people that are driven by circumstances, and they're not driven by purpose. If you need all the conditions to be right so you could do right, you're never going to do right. There's a text in the Bible that talks about giving. He says, listen, if you wait for all the conditions to be right before you give, you're never going to give. What, because these are people that are focused on all the conditions. Here's your confession. When you're purpose-driven, you set the conditions. Watch this. Say, put this in the chat. Say, I don't wait for conditions. I set the conditions. So if you're purpose-driven, you're not waiting on all the conditions to be right, for you to do right. You set the conditions yourself, doggone it. Like you reframe your, your mindset. You reframe it. You reframe the way that you're looking at things. I'm not going to allow cir circumstances and situations to dictate what I do. I'm going to reframe my mindset. I will set the conditions if I have to, but I am going to walk out my divine purpose. In this series, my prayer for you, listen, as I'm teaching, as I'm teaching you to be purpose-driven, as I'm teaching you to find and follow it and finish it, as I'm teaching you, I pray that you start looking up and not down, forward and not backward. The best is yet to come. Listen, as a believer, you, you're a believer and not a doubter. You walk by faith and not by fear. You can't be sitting here waiting for everything to be right, because then you're never going to do it. You're always going to, oh, somebody beats me to it. Oh, every time I try. Oh, every time, you know, stop. 
as a believer, you are going to have to live by faith. And when you live by faith, you're not looking at the conditions. You're, you're walking out. And as you go, put that in the chat. As I go, God changes the conditions. God, If you're waiting for all the conditions to be right, it's never going to be right. But as you go, God will reframe. God will reshape. God will reorganize. God will shift something. God will open doors for you. But it's not going to happen until you go. As you go, things will start to move for you. Say amen to that. God is not moved by need. God is moved by purpose. And let me give you another point, an important point on this. If God allowed himself to be moved by need, then Satan would manipulate him. There's need all over the world. Jesus said, the poor you're going to have with you always. If, if, if God allowed himself to be moved by need, then Satan can create need in Africa. He could create need in the Caribbean. He could create need over here. And all he's doing, he's creating need. And here comes God like a firefighter trying to put out fires. And Satan would be manipulating God because Satan knows how to create need. And so if God was need focused instead of purpose focused, then God would be running around trying to put out fires and Satan would be pulling the strings and manipulating God. And so while God is not moved by need, unfortunately, look at me, unfortunately, many of his children are. Let me say that again. While God is not allowing himself to be moved by need, unfortunately, many of God's children are. A needy person. Listen, there's some people that are always just focused on need, 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 what I need, what they need. What they... Listen, what did God say? Why are you running around trying to put solve everybody's problems and meet everybody's needs? What did God say? The poor you're going to have with you always. You can't be doing that. You can't be running. You got to do whatever God tells you to do. A needy person is focused on need and, and they're living their life from episode to episode. You ever met somebody like that? If that's you on this uh, on this video right now, it's time to repent. You ever met somebody that did, they're just living their life from episode to episode. Oh my God, they're dealing with this emergency, this situation. And when they finally get through that, boom, they're now, oh, my uncle needs this. Oh, oh, my cousin needs that. Oh, oh, oh my God. Now I got, we got to drive over here. Oh, now we got, and, and then, oh, now I'm the person and I need, and they're just running from episode to episode, trying to meet their needs, trying to meet the needs of, they're, they're just, but they're not, and you ask them, what did God say? Well, I haven't had time to pray about it. Well, that's not how Jesus lived at all. Jesus walked into a room where there were sick people everywhere, and he only healed one guy. And then, even then, that dude had a bunch of excuses. Jesus was not moved by need. He was moved by purpose. He only did what the Holy Spirit led him to do. If you mess around and focus on people's needs, you're going to mess around and do something God didn't tell you to do. <laughs> Uh, I, I'm not going to get into details, but not too long ago, somebody came to us with a need. Isabella and I honestly didn't even pray about it. It was like, oh, you need help? We help. And now that situation is turning into a bad situation because we didn't even pray about it. You can't be moved by need. You got to be moved by purpose. You got you to gotta only do what the Holy Spirit leads you to do. Jesus went to this place and he only did what he was led to do and he walked away. But wait, Jesus, there's more sick people. Nope. Hey, but wait, Jesus, what about, what about, what about? Listen, I only say what I hear my father say. I only do what I see my father do. Listen, if you run a business, look at me for a minute. Every company that you're competing with, every company is doing great things. So you're like, oh, I got these systems in place. They got systems. Or I got that. They got that. Every company is doing great things. If you want to be successful, the successful companies are the ones that know what not to do. 
The successful companies are the ones that know what not to waste time, energy, and effort on. These are the ones that know what not to do. Listen, your, your not to do list is sometimes more important than your to do list. And so, so you cannot be moved by need for you to be successful. You're going to have to be led by the Holy spirit. And, and then you got to only do whatever the Holy spirit leads, leads you to do. Your not to do list is more important than your to do list. And when you're doing it, they're going to people that say, well, why, why are you not helping this person? Why are you not doing this? Listen, I can't, <laughs> Isabella and I, we have this church in the, in the Dominican Republic. We have this school in the Dominican Republic. And of course the, the, our students are Haitian students, but we do a bunch of other stuff for Dominican kids as well for other people. And then people say, well, why my, I got people in my family. They go to my mom. Why is your son helping Haitian kids? Why isn't he helping Dominican kids? First of all, I am. But second of all, if you want to help Dominican kids, go ahead. Why are you worrying about me? Like, you know, I mean, there's, there's need everywhere. I'm doing what God told me to do, right? Then they go, uh-oh, I remember one time people come to Isabella. Well, why are you helping these kids in the Dominican Republic? You're not helping people in, in Dominica. Well, first of all, we have, we have helped in Dominica, and we're only going to do what we're led to do. If you have a heart for Dominica, why don't you get to it? Like, why are you coming to us? These are people that always, well, why, hey, if you're doing this, why you ain't doing that? If you're doing this, why you ain't? Listen, Jesus was not moved by that. Hold on, Jesus, there's all these people. Listen, I'm only going to heal this one dude because that's what the Holy Spirit told me to do. It's that simple. Life is so much more simple when you just do what you're told to do. When, you're do, when you do what you're led to do, you're not worried about anything else. Life is so much simple. Jesus said, I only say what I'm led to say. I only do what I'm led to do. Well, what about this? I don't know. Maybe God called you to do that. Go do something about it. Don't be bringing it to me. Well, what about this? Listen, hey, that's you. I celebrate the diversities of giftings and callings without jealousy. I'll support you, but that's not me. I know who I am. I know what I'm called to do, and I'm very comfortable doing it. And I'm not going to allow anything or anybody to, to sway me. And I'm not going to be chasing need. If, I, if I'm chasing the poor, you're going to have what you always. Like we, we feed. I remember we went out and we fed. We, we got enough groceries for 75 families. And we went out and we handed out all these groceries to 75 families. Then they go, well, why didn't you do 100? <laughs> why didn't you? I mean, I don't know. Because 75 is what we had. Like, I mean, why are you worrying about it? I'm going to do whatever I'm led to do and I'm at peace with it. Like, like at the end of the day, if you want to be a success in God's eyes, you got to stop looking at other people. You got to do what God leads you to do. And you got to be okay with that. And you cannot be moved by need. And you cannot be moved by people. And the church said, amen. Let's close this message out with a declaration of faith. Amen. Uh, yeah, Craig, I only have the grace to run my race and I do it at my pace. Pastor Ed, it's good to see you on here, my brother. Let's close this message out with a declaration of faith. Lift up your voice and say this. Say, Father, I thank you for teaching me about grace-based success. I open my heart to hear from you. You reveal your kingdom plans and purposes for me so that I can maximize the purpose and the potential that you place inside of me. From this day forward, I declare I will not be driven by need. I will only be driven by purpose. When I was driven by need, I was too focused on myself and too focused on other people. But now I embrace the grace to walk in my divine assignment. I don't even worry about my needs as I pursue your divine purpose. I know that you will give me more than I need. You are able to make all grace abound towards me that I will always have all sufficiency 
in all things at all times that I will have more than enough to meet my needs and to also give to every good and charitable work. So with your grace and my faith, I will make an impact in this world because I was born to do it. It's not about me. It's all about you. Greater is coming for me. I declare this by faith in Jesus' name. Amen. This is today's word. Tomorrow, we're going to have another one. Apply it and prosper. If you're not getting my notes, you get the notes for free. Go to todaysword.org. Click on the big red subscribe button. You're going to get all my notes in your email inbox uh, every day. And you get it for free. So sign up. And also do me a favor, two things. Leave me some comments in the chat if this message was a blessing to you. And then share this message right now on your social media, on your timeline, and with your friends. I love you and God loves you more. Have an amazing day. Be driven by purpose. Don't be driven by need. And stop making excuses. God bless you. If you enjoyed this content and you would like to learn more about our ministry or you would like to partner with our ministry, please visit ripministries.org. You will learn there what we're doing in the Caribbean, providing a Christ-based education to Haitian children in the Dominican Republic. We also provide them a hot meal every day. If you would like to partner with us, click on the donate button. All the donations are tax deductible in the United States. If you don't have my book, Level Up Your Life, go to rickpina.co and get the book today. From rickpina.co, you'll also see that I have journals and I also have some other products and apparel and etc. all centered around the grace life. And then lastly, if you enjoy this content, but you want direct access to Isabella and I, the Lord impressed it upon my heart for Isabella and I to start mentoring people, giving people access to us to be able to ask us questions. We're answering questions about ministry, about missions, nonprofit, for-profit. I'm addressing things as far as how I preach, our approach to preaching. We're putting out private content just for a specific group in the Patreon. So please visit patreon.com forward slash Rick Pina if you're interested in this material. Have an amazing day.